0: Now this is my first time giving a homily at the 6 p.m. mass. So many of you may know me and my family, but for those who don't, I am Deacon Dave Engasser. I guess you might say I'm still the new baby deacon in the parish because uh, my wife reminded me uh, yesterday that it's not been five weeks since ordination, it's been six weeks. So see, time's already flying. So for over 33 years, you've been mine and my family's spiritual family and you've prayed with us and you've prayed for us over all these years. Um, I'm standing here today in the sanctuary as a deacon largely because of you, because of everyone here that God's put into my life, and because of the witness to love and faith that I've seen from all you these past three decades. One night, a few years ago, one of the men from the group, men answering the call came up to me and said, Thank you for your ministry. And I was a little taken aback and shocked um, because all I could think at the time was, any ministry I have you know, as Deacon Dave here in the parish, I learned from all of you by watching how you love and serve each other here in the parish, and especially all the families outside the parish that you minister to. So I'd like just to take this moment to say thank you. It's because of you because of God putting you here in my life, then I'm blessed to be here in the sanctuary. The fruits of good stewardship are about what these readings are tonight. The gospel acclamation reminds us, whoever remains in me bears much fruit. Now, we're in the last weeks of the liturgical season and all the readings point to last things. Last week, we listened to the parable of the uh, young virgins, five of whom made it into the wedding feast and five of whom didn't uh, because of their lack of preparedness. And we just now heard the parable of the three stewards, two of whom were rewarded for making good use of the talents that their master had given them and one who is cast into outer darkness for failing to do so. And not to steal any thunder, but next week we're gonna hear the parable of the sheep and the goats, where God separates the nations out based on their service to God and to neighbor. Now, I remember hearing these growing up and being somewhat frightened about the prospect of not living up to uh, God's standards. And these parables seem to paint a picture of God that just doesn't seem to match up with the one who sent his only begotten son in the world to save it. So it made me think, maybe this is the wrong way to think about these scriptures. How many of you remember growing up and going on summer trips with the family? Yeah, there's a bunch of you out there. Well, we did too. Um, I come from a family of five, and back in those days, having five or six kids was pretty much normal. Um, So during the summers, we'd all pile into our station wagon. How many people had station wagons? Uh, I I know I did. So we'd all pile in the station wagon, roll down the windows, we'd all cram in there, and we'd head off to the park to be with family. And about halfway into the trip, You know, we'd start bickering and fighting with each other and causing all kinds of commotion. And eventually, mom or dad would say, will you kids be quiet? Otherwise, we're gonna put you on the roof of the car and make you ride the rest of the way there. Now, how many parents would really do that? And we know they weren't serious. But they were trying to get across the point. It's like, one, we've kind of taken as much noise as we can stand. And two, if you guys don't settle down, you're gonna really miss out on being together in a loving way as family. So we would, we'd settle down and get there. And I'm wondering maybe that's what these parables, these three weeks are trying to tell us. That maybe they're God's merciful way of getting our attention so we don't miss out on living a life of love with him, with our neighbor. Think about today's gospel reading. The stewards were given talents to manage. Now, to our modern ears, what do we think of when we hear the word talent? All the gifts and abilities that God's given us to use for his service, right? Well, did a little digging, and according to a lot of biblical scholars, talents were actually a a unit of measure, measuring weight. And what they represented was a talent, when measured out in gold, could be equivalent to 15 or 20 years of income. So if you think about the five talents given to that first steward, that's 100 years of income. And then for the second steward, 40 years. That's like an entire generation right there. And the third steward, 20 years, each according to their ability. These sums were so immense that they would have shocked the crowds when they heard them. I Imagine your boss coming in saying, hey uh, Dave or Jane or Joe, here's 100 years of your salary. Go out and you know, start a business with it. We'd be shocked. Well, the crowds then were too. And I think what Jesus is trying to get across was that he's talking about something that was worth an unimaginable amount. Maybe he was talking about the good news of salvation that he'd come to share with us. If talents do represent the good news, then the master's response to the third steward kind of makes sense. Because if the master had given each of us a measure of understanding of the gospel of salvation, in our own lives, and according to our own abilities, then it makes sense that we'd go out into the world and share it, right? That makes the third steward's response so amazing. If we've been given the good news of salvation to share, then our natural response, his natural response, should have been to go share it with others so that God's kingdom could grow. But what did the third steward say to his master when he had to give an account of the talents that he'd be given? He said, I knew you were a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, so I buried the talent that you'd given me. Unlike the other two stewards, he didn't seem to know his master's heart. Instead of seeing his master's heart as one of generosity, he saw it as one of hardness and selfish gain. When he did begin to realize that that's not who his master was, it was too late, because he'd already returned to settle accounts with the stewards, I think that helps explain why the third steward was thrown out into the outer darkness. Think about it for a little bit. How difficult would it be to be with someone whose heart you don't even know? In John's gospel, we hear, This is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you sent. You see, Our faith isn't knowing about God so much as it is about knowing God here, right? It's about being in a loving relationship with God, and Jesus himself invites us to call God Papa when we pray the Our Father. That's why I think the parables that we hear about during these last weeks of the liturgical year are actually a great mercy. They invite us to pause before all the craziness that's been going on since, gosh, early part of this year, and to consider our relationship with God. Now, reflecting on that, we might realize that our relationship maybe isn't quite what we'd always envisioned our relationship with God to be. They kind of question, make us question how well we've managed the, the talent. the good news that God's given us in our lives with other people. If that sounds even a little bit like you, maybe sometimes how you might feel, I invite you to look behind the altar at the cross. and Look at Jesus. His arms are open wide. He's inviting us to lay at his feet anything that separates us from him. He's inviting us to come forward so he can embrace us with his love so we can go and take that love out to a world that's hurting right now really bad and in need of knowing the good news of salvation. So during these final weeks of the liturgical year, let's take this opportunity to reflect individually on our relationship with God and to renew our commitment to him of being good stewards of the talents that he's given us, to share with each other that good news of the gospel of salvation, the good news of God's heart, which desires to be in intimate communion with every single person that he's created. Amen.